Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 22nd, 2017. My name is Philip Rosmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And we have finally made it to the last episode before the NBA season begins, or at least I like to say the NBA season begins, although the regular season won't begin for another month, or about roughly about another month. Uh, but Monday is Media Day. We'll have complete coverage of Media Day on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Magic. Monday, I'll have a fun episode reviewing uh, some stats to look out for, some stats for hope, some stats for pessimists, some stats for optimists, all the fun stuff, reasons to believe and not believe in the Orlando Magic this year. Before we get going, though, I do want to remind everyone that you can check out our podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Let everyone know how fantastic our show is so that others can find us as the season begins. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. There are some fantastic, fantastic podcasts uh, that you can listen to up there from uh, for every team in the NBA, so definitely highly suggest that. Today we're going to finish up our player outlooks, or at least uh, the, last, the, the last major player outlook that we have left to do. And if you have been listening to the show all week, you can probably guess who that is. We're going to talk all about Aaron Gordon today, both uh, what we can expect from him, what went wrong last year, what could go right this year, what could go wrong this year, and why he is such a critical player for the Magic this year and why this is such a critical year for his career. But before we do that, um, there was a little bit of a news item that came down yesterday, yesterday, or not yesterday, I guess, uh, I, I recorded this on Thursday, um, there was a news item that came down Wednesday that piqued some interest and, and, and caught my eye, but I didn't really know what to, to do about it or whether even to mention it on here. Uh, but uh, do, I did a little bit of re- more research on it Thursday uh, and got an idea that this is actually a pretty big deal uh, that the Ma- what the Magic did or who the Magic hired on Wednesday. Wednesday, the Orlando Magic announced they had hired David Tenney as their new High Performance Director. Now, um, that title certainly feels like it's a kind of uh, PR babble type type title. It's kind of a, okay, you're a high performance director. What the heck does that mean? Uh, and to that, I would say, yeah, I that that was my initial thought too. It's like, okay, that's interesting. What does that mean? What what does that role? actually entail. Um, and and I, I think it's something that, that isn't entirely clear on its face. Um, but David Tenney, from all accounts, from everything that I've read, 
is someone who's at the very forefront of sports science. For the last several years, the Magic have used this this, uh, device called Catapult. It's essentially a little chip that they put in the back of their jersey, and it tracks X, Y, and Z data for the players. So essentially, it it tracks how far they move forward, how far they move side to side on on a basketball court, and also, it also, I believe, measures the Z-plane, which is, you know, you go three-dimensional now, up, you know, kind of up and down, vertically. And supposedly this device can track variances in how a player is is la- is jumping and landing. So like if, you know, the, the, the implications of it generally have been if, uh, it, you know, if a player, you know, lands with more force than normal on his, his foot or on his right foot, that could indicate that an injury is imminent. And, and, and that's one of the many uses that, that they predict that they can use with this catapult system. They use it only during practices. I don't believe the NBA has approved it for use during games yet. But it's part of just a general wave of data that teams, a lot of teams around the league have, tr- have started to try and collect to better inform decisions and, and better try and predict when these injuries are about to happen or when overuse is about to happen. That's a big, big topic in the NBA these days. David Tenney, was among the very first coaches in any sport to adopt catapult. And if, if I read it correctly, he may have had a hand, he certainly had a hand in implementing it uh, with the Seattle Sounders where he came from. Um, but he was he was one of the first to, to really implement it and use it and, 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 and try and understand this data. He also helped develop uh, uh, the Omega Wave technology, which tests players' heart variability before and after games. Essentially, with with the Seattle Sounders for the last since 2009 I believe it was he has been his job has been to find ways to monitor player performance and improve player performance to make them to to kind of optimize their performance on the on the field and get the most from them while preventing injury preventing overuse to to make to make just just the way they deal with players more efficient and Tenny has been at the forefront of all of this sports science, this, this sports science wave. He's hosted an annual Sounders FC Sports Science Weekend. And, and the Seattle Sounders, he was a fitness coach, a goalkeeper coach for a while for them. They've kind of expanded his role to, to, to get to this level where he is a, the high-performance director. And the Seattle Sounders, uh, they wrote a, a really nice, a really good article just kind of explaining why he's so important to them uh, on their website. Really credit him with their tremendous success. Uh, for some of you who might be Orlando City fans, you know that the Seattle Sounders are probably the, one of the, the biggest exemplar franchises in MLS. They're, they're cutting edge on everything. Uh, they, they won the MLS Cup, I think it was two years ago. Uh, and they've uh, they've been a constant presence in the U.S. Open Cup. They, I think they went to four straight U.S. Open Cup championships from 2009 to 2012. Tenney got a lot, you know, not credit, but Tenney was a big part of that team that got that got that group there. And so, I don't think, you know, I initially I, I saw this hire and was like, oh, okay, that's kind of a jargony buzzword type title but this is a really big 
big hire. I, I really do believe that this is a huge hire. The Magic, way back when they hired Jeff Weltman, Alex Martin said the Magic were going to invest in their basketball operations in a way that they never have before. And certainly hiring Jeff Weltman, guy with 20 years of, of experience in this league, going get and get John Hammond as a general manager, hiring Pete D'Alessandro um, to be part of the part of the management team, keeping Matt Lloyd. Uh, that's a that's already a huge investment in the basketball operations, and they went out and got probably the number one guy in the sports science field that's working with any team. If he's not the number one guy, he's very very near the top. And so yeah, you 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 know I'll probably mention David Tenney's name here, and and I may not mention it again. I'm sure. Someone somewhere will do an article asking, okay, well, what exactly is he doing? And, and honestly, I'm, that's a question I'm going to ask. I, I hope to ask Jeff Weltman uh, on Media Day on Monday is, is, you know, what does bringing in a guy like David Tenney add to the franchise? This is a big sign to me, though, that Orlean, that the Magic are indeed investing in their basketball operations like never before. They are they're following through on that promise. And it'll be interesting to see exactly what effect he has and how it applies to basketball uh, and, and how the players take to, take to what he tries to, to implement with them. It's going to be a very interesting year and certainly, certainly a very interesting hire. And, and if you're a basketball kind of junkie like me, um, this is the kind of stuff that that's very much the next level of analytics for the NBA. You know, we talk a lot about statistical analytics, talk about, you know, kind of how teams fit together. The next wave, really the next big trend in sports in general, is this kind of sports science stuff that, that Tenney is working on. And so it's going to be interesting to see where it goes next and and how the Magic benefit from it. Before we move on to Aaron Gordon and talk a little bit about him, I do want to say a quick word from our pals over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it is by far the easiest way I have found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats uh, uh, to, to the concert, show, or game that I want to go to. And if you're interested in going to Orlando Magic games, uh, the Orlando Magic I know have started posting Facebook events for their upcoming preseason games. As, uh, as as Orlando and Orlando Magic staffer reminded me on Twitter today, we are less than two weeks away from the first Magic home preseason game. And so if you want to check out the Orlando Magic, whether it be a preseason game or a regular season game, SeatGeek is your place to go to get tickets. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. 
Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LONBA, that's L-O-N-B-A, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And now on to the main event of our Player Outlook series. We're going to look at who I think is probably, I mean, I said, yeah, I think I said on yesterday's shows, Alfred Payton can probably make the biggest impact for the Magic. He'll have the ball in his hands a lot more, and and he'll play a huge role in, in driving the offense. But for my money, the most important player on the Magic roster remains Aaron Gordon. When the Orlando Magic drafted Aaron Gordon in, in 2014, he was a bundle of potential. He was a player that was still looking for form, was still looking for who he was going to become. And the Magic knew that. They knew he was a project. But the potential he had seemed limitless. Here's a guy who seemingly could leap over tall buildings in a single bound. Had a love for playing defense, was committed to playing defense. Had the athleticism and strength to play the three, but the size to play the four. Sure, he was a little rough around the edges on offense, but that was something that he could learn and grow into. And it was a risk the Magic were willing to take with the fourth pick overall in 2014. That potential has remained largely unrealized. Through really, not completely, but through mostly no fault of Gordon's own. He's had to, he's never really, he's had just a false start to his career. Whether it be injuries, whether it be coaching instability, whether it be role instability. The Magic have never found, never kind of grounded Aaron Gordon well. And it's, of course, Odd to use that phrase because Gordon seems like a player who can never be grounded because of his supreme athleticism and dunking ability. And so, three years into his career, nobody's still really sure what Aaron Gordon is. I was part of a panel over at the step back that voted on the top 25 players under the age of 25. And what what they asked us to do in that panel was to rate from 1 to 10 the impact that player would make this year. It's not about potent, not about future potential, but this season. I gave Aaron Gordon an 8 because I think he's going to be very impactful this year. But overall, Gordon finished 27th. Not even among the top 25 players. If you flip that question and made it about potential... I imagine Gordon would rank a little bit higher. The guy is only 22 years old, after all. I imagine he'd be a little bit higher, but I imagine a, a national panel would still be bullish on him. Because, again, three years into his career, we do not know what he is. And again, that's not entirely his fault. As Magic fans, we know his story. He broke his foot about a month into his rookie season. Missed, I think it was 50-some-odd, 50 games. Never really got into a rhythm his rookie year. He comes back two, two months later, or three months later in July for Summer League. 
looks like a completely different player. He was the most dominant player at that summer league. Shooting pull-up jumper, pull-up jumpers off the dribble, doing step backs, fadeaways, hitting threes. He looked like he was ready to take a leap and that that freshman year to sophomore year bump was going to do wonders for him. Then he breaks his jaw and all that momentum has stopped. Misses the first couple weeks of camp, never is able to get things back under control. He improves, don't get, don't get anyone wrong, but his skills were still very ill-defined. On top of all that, the Magic had fired Jacques Vaughn, moved on from James Borrego, hired Scott Skiles, and then the summer, and then of course last summer, Scott Skiles resigns. And on top of all this, Aaron Gordon sprains his ankle, heading into training camp, misses the first couple weeks, misses really the first two weeks of training camp under Frank, under a new coach in Frank Vogel, all the while changing positions, playing small forward out on the perimeter more, further away from the basket where he needed to rely on his jumper a little bit more. It's being kind, and and I'm probably one of the few holdouts on this, but it's being kind to say that Aaron Gordon was hit or miss as a small forward. It's clear that it was not the best fit for him offensively. And so when the Magic traded Serge Ibaka last year, Gordon moving back to the power forward was a bit of a revelation for him. And all of a sudden, we began to see what Gordon could be. Overall, last year, he averaged 12.7 points per game, 5.1 rebounds per game, shot 45.4% from the floor, 28.8% from three. Three Three-point shooting is not as important for him. After the All-Star break, though, he averaged 16.4 points per game, 6.2 rebounds per game, and shot 50.3% from the floor. All of a sudden, working closer to the basket, working against power forwards, his athleticism became a bigger asset. His confidence soared. He was quicker with his decision-making. It all just seemed so natural. And it worked. And so the question with Aaron Gordon entering this season is... A, can he replicate what he did after the All-Star break last season? And B, knocking vigorously on wood, can a healthy summer, a full training camp, again, vigorously knocking on wood, and coaching stability, finally allow Gordon to take the leap that we thought we were seeing in that summer league so long ago? As many people like to, to remind me or like to remind those of us who, who you know, maybe aren't in the, in, the, in, the, in the tanking, in the full tank repo, rebuild mode, you need a star to win in this league. And if you ask me, the Magic's best chance at an all-star in 2018 is Aaron Gordon. This is a kid who has the world in front of him, who can play that huge role, can, can score a lot of points in a hurry, can change the game with his physical attributes and his, and his just raw talent. He just hasn't done it yet. And entering year four of his NBA career, 
it's time for him to do that. Both because of the Magic's timeline now. The Magic, of course, have changed management groups. Everyone is seemingly on the chopping block except for the guys that Jeff Weltman brought in. No one here is a Jeff Weltman guy. Not yet. And so Gordon has to prove himself and prove his worth and prove that he can be a player that can be part of this team's future. A player the Magic can build around a little bit. Maybe Gordon isn't ever going to be that number one guy. But he certainly has a lot of value. His defense, he's still the best perimeter defender on the team. And judging by the, the direction the Magic are wanting to go, defense will still be paramount. Will still be a key tenet of this team's identity. Versatility and length are still part of this team's identity. And Gordon has that. Gordon seems like a guy who should fit that puzzle. But he's also at a point of his career where production matters, where potential has to turn into reality. And so far, Gordon has been all potential. And that makes the spot the Magic are in very very tricky. Both Peyton and Gordon are set to become restricted free agents at the end of next summer. It does not seem likely at this point, especially considering how restricted free agency went and, and just how uncertain both Peyton and Gordon are. It does not seem likely the Magic will offer either an extension, or at least a, you know, a, a, an extent, a, a, a you know, player-friendly extension. If they might get Vucevic extensions. Certainly, the Magic, I think, want Gordon and Peyton to prove themselves this year. I think that they they want both of them to go out and show what they can do to earn that big contract. But it's definitely a tricky spot for this team. Because both have shown flashes, but not realized who they actually can be. And that goes especially for Gordon. Gordon has shown tremendous flashes. His 30-point game against the Boston Celtics late last season was one of the best scoring performances the Magic have seen in, in quite some time. That's the kind of performance the Magic will need from him. Not not like that so often, but they need him averaging about 17, 18 points per game. And if he can do that, that is a huge step forward and something worth investing in. But the Magic just don't know. Aaron Gordon remains a huge question mark for this team. It's not that he won't be productive. It's not that he won't play a role. But the Magic need to know whether he can be their potential all-star. Or whether he's just a solid defender role player. And they need to know this so they can price him properly. Get good value for him in a contract. And then how to build with him from there. It is undoubtedly a huge year for Aaron Gordon. It is a career-defining year for Aaron Gordon. And the direction his career takes, even at 22 years old, it's, it's so hard to believe he is just 22 years old. But he's at a point of his career where he needs to show the NBA exactly who he is. 
No more excuses now. He's got to build his reputation this season. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We made it through the offseason. Come Monday, we will finally have a, uh, no, not a regular season, but we'll have Magic Basketball to talk to talk about. Uh, real Magic Basketball, not just this hypothetical stuff. We'll be talking about what's going on with the team in real time as the season officially begins. I'll be over at Media Day on Monday. We'll have a complete recap of that on Tuesday, like I said. Um, maybe do a mailbag, uh, some mailbag questions on Monday as well as a uh, uh, look at some key statistics that I think will be interesting to look at as we get set for the season. Be sure to check out everything on orlandomagicdaily.com for the latest uh, as the NBA season gets going. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Audioom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device and leave us a review so that others can know how great Locked On Magic is before the season starts and we can climb those rankings and uh, get a better idea uh, or just get a better picture going on there. Um, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-R-R underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily and Facebook at orlandomagicdaily. We'll be finishing up our Player Outlook series. If you missed any of those, I'll hopefully have a kind of recap post of all our Player Outlooks on Sunday to run Monday on Orlando Magic Daily while I'm down at Media Day. Uh, so be sure to check th- check those out. We've done some fantastic work uh, getting you set for the Orlando Magic season as training camp gets set to begin on Tuesday. For now, though, have a great weekend, everyone. The last weekend without Orlando Magic basketball of some sort. Before you know it, training camp will be over. It's about a week, and then games will begin. Won't that be exciting? We'll get to actually uh, at least listen to some games. i got to find my portable radio. It disappeared on me during the hurricane. Uh, But uh, once I find that, I'll be all set to go for preseason action uh, with the Orlando Magic. But for now, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again Monday on another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.